Hi, this is Mary. Before we begin episode six, I just wanted to provide a little bit of preface now that I've had time to reflect on the episode and what we recorded. For this episode, we wanted to begin a series of talks about the events, the changes that we've been through over the past five years as a family, starting with the low point, which was my divorce, and ending with where we're at now at a high point with the kids having two biological parents who are happily remarried, having a stepsister and a half-brother they didn't have before, along with a host of new step-grandparents and cousins and family that they didn't have before. We can't really talk about the good stuff without going through the bad stuff first. I didn't feel like it would be authentic to our experiences and what we're trying to do without going through that stuff, even though it may be difficult for us. In the end, the episode was not exactly what I was hoping it to be, but I'm not entirely sure what I wanted it to be. Overall, much like most of our topics, it's nearly impossible to encapsulate an entire large subject such as divorce into one 30-minute discussion with the kids. It's really just a topic starter. It's really just a starting point for a conversation. And for people who may be going through it or have loved ones who are going through it, hopefully you pick up something within those 30 minutes that is helpful or provides guidance. And if that's the case, then we've done our job and accomplished what we want to with this podcast. I did not want to drag this out into multiple episodes about divorce. This is when you find out you're getting divorced. This is when you're going through divorce. I didn't think that would be fun for us. I didn't think it would be fun to listen to. So we've started out with this episode. We'll move on to other aspects post-divorce in the future episodes. But we, we needed to start here. I don't know in thinking back over it if the kids were really able to go back to five years ago and those younger ages they were at to really think about what they were going through and where their heads were at. When we recorded the episode, they were both tired. They were at the end of a week. They were getting ready to pack up and go to their dad's house for the new week. And I just wonder if to a certain extent, their responses and where their heads were at was more about how the divorce is affecting them now and still in this current day, as opposed to what they were going through at the time. And that's fine. I think that's still valuable, but I kind of wanted to qualify to a certain extent where I thought the conversation came from. Also interesting in the episode, you'll pick up a few things here and there. Um, One example is that at a certain point, I felt the need to defend my ex-husband. This is a super authentic experience that I go through um, fairly often with the kids and have even gone through with family members where I feel the need to defend him or his actions. And I'm okay with doing that. I'm sure that my therapist will have a field day with it, which is totally okay. But it's just another example of the rock and hard place that you get into after a divorce, especially one where you're navigating a new relationship with the person you were married to, who you continue to co-parent children with. So that's just one example that I wanted to point out. It's something I still struggle with. 
I think it's also something that my ex-husband experiences on the other side and he probably would do the same thing. So just an example of, of something to think about or something I was struggling with. So I have talked too much, just wanted to acknowledge and point out a couple things and I hope you enjoy the episode and I hope that you're able to pick out one or two things that are helpful or that you learn or that you're able to pass along and help someone who might be going through this. Enjoy. I'm Mary and this is Talks With My Kids. Welcome to Talks with My Kids. I'm here with two of my kids, Maggie. Hi. And Ethan. Hi. Ethan would say hi, but he's too busy texting. Hi. <laughs> Ethan's like a big fancy high schooler now, so he is much too busy to talk to us. Um, but you can catch him on text message if you need him in the future. So welcome to Talks with My Kids. Um, we are, I guess with the exception of our first episode, kind of departing from more lighthearted topics. And today we are starting an arc that is near and dear to our hearts, which is uh, alternative families, blended families, modern families, however you want to call it. Uh, We ourselves are all of those things. Uh, We used to be a conventional nuclear family. Now Now we are part of a blended family. So we are starting on that arc. Uh, We'll have a couple different topics Hopefully, we'll have a couple different guests uh, to talk about those items. But today, what we're focusing on specifically is not the happiest of topics, but one that uh, pretty much half of families are dealing with at some point uh, in the arc of their families, which is divorce. Um, And so today, we're going to talk about that. Um, We are obviously only speaking to our own unique experience, and hopefully it goes without saying that we are definitely in a position of privilege because we're sitting here doing a self-funded podcast in our basement. Um, But I did just want to mention that we're very much coming from a place of, I wanted to say we are coming from a place of privilege in that in going through my divorce, I not only had the benefit of friends and family to support me. um, I also had an attorney to help me through the legal process and the benefit of everything that that entails, um, as did my now ex-husband. And we were able to do a disillusion instead of a divorce. I'm not your attorney. I'm not going to explain the difference between those two, but suffice it to say, we were able to agree on everything and, and make life a little easier for everyone involved. But, um, we also had a fairly, um, granted, We had a fairly decent relationship at the end of our marriage and were able to get ourselves to a point where we could work through the end of our marriage, although it was not perfect and happy by any means. We were able to work through things. We had never had any um, domestic violence or other issues involved. So everyone's situation is different. Not everyone has the perfect convergent of factors to 
have a great situation. So again, much like everything else that we talk about, these are conversation starters. Hopefully you can glean something from our experience, whether it be a question to ask your kids or something to consider or something to talk about, or just even giving you a little bit more confidence to talk about these issues. If you should find yourself in the position of having to work through this really difficult situation with your own family, with someone in your extended family, or even a friend. And I know that I have some friends who are listening, who are attorneys, who may deal with this um, professionally. So thank you guys for tuning in and getting perhaps some perspective um, on the personal side that, you know, hopefully it'll give you some kind of help or guidance as you're um, working with your clients in the future. So with that long introduction, um, Ethan and Maggie, would you like to start off with anything talking about this topic in general? No? Okay. All right. So starting off just from a place of our personal experience um, and by way of background, um, Ethan and Maggie had two parents who were married. Um, We both went through professional school while we were um, married and had both of you. Um, We got to a point in our relationship where we decided um, about 11 years in that we were going to end our marriage And we come to the two of you and have a conversation where we sit you both down and say, hey, mom and dad are no longer going to be married and we're going to be working through a transition time. Um, Thoughts, questions, concerns. I know that you guys, this was several years now and you guys were much younger at the time, but any initial thoughts or kind of take me as you look back you know, with, with this perspective you have now thoughts, concerns, things we could have done better, things you would recommend either to parents or to children that are just facing that initial scenario of saying, you know, to your children, like, Hey, everything as you know, it is ending. We're going to be, uh, reconfiguring our family. Don't let your children think it's a joke. Because that's what I thought. And then mom laughed. And then I was confused. And then they're like, no, we're serious. Yes. By way of background, we sat Maggie down. We were very serious. And and for whatever reason, even though we were being completely serious, Maggie thought that we were joking. And it you know, was absolutely heartbreaking because she thought we were joking. She was laughing. And we're like, no, sweetie, like, this is really serious. To be honest, I think you should have told me that you guys were getting divorced instead of dad. Because if dad says, I can't think of dad saying things seriously. So, well, and I think, you know, if you bump that out into the larger, if you, if you just kind of pan out and think about what was really going on, I think that there are a lot of different ways, or there's a lot of different scenarios that people are going through as their marriage is ending. You don't just wake up one day and say, Oh, I'm getting divorced your dad and I were kind of marching through a a lot of different issues and we tried very much, very much to fix things before it got to that point. And we were shielding both of you from that occurring. So I think Maggie, because of your age and because of kind of how we did things, I think that you were just caught very off guard. 
Yeah, I didn't have any warning whatsoever, and I was really confused what was happening. And then on the other end of the spectrum, Ethan, I feel like, I mean, you have a very different personality from your sister. Either you took it very much in stride or you were expecting it, and, and I'm not really sure which it was. Like, can you kind of take us back to that moment and give me an idea of where your head was at? Um, I don't know. I think I just, I just took it well. I don't think I knew before. Well, and in part, I think you kind of don't know what you don't know, so you didn't really know what you were in for or what kind of journey you were about to go on. Do you think that was part of it? Yeah, probably. And just speaking to that, like, initial kind of revelation that that that's what was going on and that's what was happening, is there anything that we should have done differently or do you have any recommendations for parents who are having, like, probably the worst moment of their lives in general or even specific to parenting where you have to sit your kids down and say, hey, we're about to like completely change your lives. I don't think there's really anything else you can do to like help them be prepared for uh, separation. So you just kind of have to put it out there and kind of start the work? Yeah. There's not any way to prepare for it. You just got to do it. Not really. Okay. All right. So kind of moving on from that point, once your dad and I were actually separated, um, we worked into a, a schedule where we were week on, week off. So I would have the both of you for an entire week, and then you would go to your dad for an entire week. There are a million different scenarios. There are a million different schedules there are a million different ways that people kind of plan and configure these things. As two kids who have gone through this, now you don't, again, you don't know any different other than this week on week off plan, which we've been doing for years and years, but speak to that a little bit, um, the good, the bad, the ugly in terms of having yourselves suddenly in this split schedule where you go back and forth between each house and each parent. Maggie or Ethan, what was the most difficult thing about finding yourself in that schedule suddenly? I don't have two of everything. So I, it was hard to adjust because like I would forget things at your house and then I like, I would have to like pack up my entire room and take it with me. So what is better or worse having two of everything or having one of everything but transporting it back and forth having two of everything is way better because it is so annoying to have to spend like half an hour like when you're tired to like pack everything up you own or like even the things that you can't have two of you still have to pack everything up and it's really annoying gotcha Ethan what do you find most difficult about kind of the back and forth the one week on week one week off uh, I guess the, the, like, bringing stuff back and forth is, is pretty annoying, but I also think, like, switching, like, buses and, um, yeah, switching buses is pretty, like, annoying to do. So. Okay, because in our instance, we're, again, very lucky because your dad and I live in the same district with the same schooling assignment, so you can hop on your bus at my house or at your dad's house to get to school and back again. But again, it's two different buses, two different neighborhoods. 
So you kind of have to think, especially as you're flipping to the new week about which bus am I on? Which house am I going to? It wasn't so much the remembering. It was just having two buses because I don't know any other person at all who does that. And it's just annoying because like I'll miss my one bus that I have maybe friends on I know especially sixth grade year was like kind of the hardest because I didn't really know anyone because it was like a new bus route because Mm -hmm. we were transitioning to a different school and there were like more people and then like couldn't find a seat and then I just had to do that all over again on a different bus okay well and it's interesting you say that no one else you know goes through this it could be that not that you're the only child of divorce, but that you're the only child that has this like super sweet setup where both parents are, you know, in the same school district. Because I think you do- you two both probably know a lot or have a lot more friends who are from divorced families. I I've been thinking over the past week trying to look back. And I don't remember having any friends whose, whose parents were divorced. And I didn't look up to see like what the rates were then versus what they are now. Um, and I'm thinking now to like my friends from growing up that I still know and all of their parents, you know, were married, still are married. So I feel like it's a much different time. It's much more accepted or it's much more kind of, you know, there's more parents, more families that are going through it. But do you do you feel like there's a stigma or do you feel like people make you feel bad or weird or unusual because your parents aren't married or you have, you know, more than two parents now because you have step parents in the scenario? I mean, no one ever really makes me feel bad about it. It's just really annoying when people go like, oh, your parents are divorced. I'm like, yeah, cool fact, right? <laughs> Ethan, have you had any situations where you've had to answer awkward questions or, you know, either about your parents being divorced or is that your parent? Is that your step parent or whose house are you at? I feel like that comes up, especially when you guys are trying to do like sleepovers and whatnot. It's never really awkward. Okay. So I know right now you guys are kind of having like an angsty weekend. I feel like on the teen angst meter, we're kind of like high right now. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't get no speech. Okay. So. Oh, I love you too, man. Sit down. I'm sorry that I'm such a bad brother. Sit down. (laughs) I'm sorry that I've hurt you so much. Um, if we could just pan out to like a more typical day, the two of you through all of this have been together. So, you know, I have you half the time. Your dad has, has you half the time. Do you feel like the two of you have bonded in any way? Do you feel any closer? Because with all the madness going on, the two of you have shared this experience and gone through this together. I guess you don't have like a good guide to say whether you're closer than, you know, if you, if, if we hadn't been divorced, but do you feel any closer to one another because of this shared experience? No. I feel like this was a bad time to ask. I was ask. about to say, this is a really poor time to ask. Okay. We'll, we'll revisit this on a day when you guys are getting along. But that's it's just like honest, honest times. And he just hit me. I'm like, did you guys ever bond while switching <laughs> houses having divorced parents? Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So 
It's interesting that the first thing you brought up when I asked you, like, what was difficult about the split was, you know, your stuff and whatever. I'm not looking for, like, compliments or any kind of, like, outpouring of love, but what is difficult or easy about being away from one parent for a week at a time? Because... I, I totally will accept answers where you can explain to me like why this is easy or why you enjoy it or, you know. Um, I definitely don't like being away from one of you like for a long period of time because you both are really different and I can't, and I, I, I'm near the one personality for a very long time and then it gets annoying and it's not like a mix of you two and mm-hmm. then I'm just like mad at that parent. And then I switch. Like, yeah, I'm better now. So there is an element where you're like, oh, I can have some space. And then absence makes the heart grow fonder. And by the time the week's over, I'll miss that parent again. And I can go back and see them. Yeah. And then just start the whole process over again. Ethan, is it difficult to be away from one or the other of us? or, Or are there any advantages to it? Or talk a little bit about that in terms of being away from one or the other yeah i, I guess there's there's some advantages like there's cats at one house <laughs> and i guess it's like dad's house is kind of boring because it's too nice <laughs> yeah it's too clean it's like it's like it's like more like a home here because d- it's, d- it's, it's more because it's more dirty Thank you. I am a really bad housekeeper and your dad is a very neat person. And that definitely was on the list of things we clashed over over the years. There's like nothing in his house in like public areas of the house. Okay. So you say that, but I'm thinking about your dad's house, which I'm at, you know, every couple of weeks and he has very nice artwork and very nice furniture. And I think it's a, a real, I think it's homey. I think it's nice. I, and I think it's like representative of your dad's, kind of personality and his, you know, kind of decorating choices. I think it's like totally him. So to me, I think it's, it's very representative. I would not like to be associated with like a messy cluttered house. Like, Oh, it's more homey. Cause it's, you know, junky, but thank you, Ethan. I appreciate that compliment. No, I feel like it's more cause like, like, Oh, you see like, like, a present that you got from, like, someone, and, like, that makes you feel good. And then there's, like, a bunch of blankets everywhere that, like, don't match, but they, like, feel nice, and they, like, have memories and stuff. And then mm-hmm. Dad's house is very, like, he has, like, a new newer house, which is, like, and he had to get, like, new stuff for it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it is very Dad, but there's no me in it, and there's no mm. Ethan in it. Well, and maybe that's, I, you know, I think that's a good point that parents should think about when you are creating these new homes after divorce, especially when kids are going to be living in more than one home, you really have to kind of pay attention to and put some effort into making sure that they feel at home, that they feel like the room that they have is homey. I mean, I feel like you guys have the opportunity to do that at dad's house if you want. So that's again, good conversation starter. That's something that, you know, you guys could talk to him even this week, like, Hey, 
I feel like my room isn't like representative of my personality or is like, like me as it could be. Can we do something about that? Can I paint my room? Can I get a new comforter for my bed? Can I get some poster, you know, whatever it is. So I think that's, you know, that's not like a super high level, like emotional issue, but it's something that affects you on a daily basis. And it, you know, really plays into what makes you happy. And obviously your house being a home is, is something that's important. And it's one of those things that can be lost in the wayside, especially if parents are limited in the funding they have, or, you know, it, it was really difficult for me. I wasn't starting a home from scratch when your dad and I broke up, but there were things I had to replace. There were things that I had to buy new and, you know, it's hard to kind of try and recreate a homey home experience right off the bat. Now I'm several years down the road and things are obviously much improved and I've had time to work on that, but you know, that's, that's definitely a good point and something to think about. Um, talking about, okay. So moving on to another topic, as you split out from one household into two, I think that your dad and I were aligned on several areas of how we raised you and discipline and other things like that. However, we've then split into these two households. And again, this is, I think, an area of privilege for your dad and I. We have a good working relationship in terms of continuing to raise the two of you and co-parent you. But we're still doing it in two separate households. We are not necessarily in contact every single day. What are some things that parents should think about either individually on their own or with their co-parent if they have that kind of relationship after a divorce to kind of create some unity and some cohesiveness because as one or the other of you has already said, your dad and I are very different. Our homes are very different. So what are some of the things that are the same and what are some of the things that are different and what can parents be thinking about to try and make things as uniform as possible while kind of respecting the differences, respecting the boundaries, you know, in terms of discipline, in terms of bedtimes, in terms of social media use, video game use, TV use, going out with friends, all of that. Like any thoughts kind of in that area as parents are setting up on their own? Well, you guys aren't very strict about like anything except. Oh, great. Bad, bad mom moment. Well, like, yeah, admitting that she's a pushover. <laughs> like, make her stricter. I just feel like, I mean, you guys trust us. So, like, you know, like, my none of my friends are, like, bad people. And, I'm like, not, I don't even... I have, like, Instagram and Snapchat, and that's about it. And I just use it to, like, talk to my friends. And, like, bedtime, I go to bed at a reasonable hour. And everything's pretty much the same... What about chores? I feel like your dad has like a more structured concept with chores, whereas I'm just kind of project based, like, oh, I need help with this. Oh, can you do this? Well, we have this checklist thing where we have to like make our bed and it's like brush our teeth and stuff like that. And it's just like basic being a human stuff. Mm. And then he also gives us like a chore of the day 
And there's some days where we don't have a chore at all, but like we usually have a few chores a week. And would it be easier if I was like on the same page about that and had the same? No, because. Because I do minimal chores here. Well, but you still do uh, like a pretty heavy handed load in terms of like helping with the baby and maybe the stuff you do over here is just more interesting or more things that you enjoy doing. Whereas, you know, I, you're, I'm still getting work out of you. Ethan, you're pretty protective about like your time and how you spend your time and being able to have moments of unstructured time to kind of decompress what do you like or dislike about kind of the difference between the two families? Uh, I don't know. I guess I have, uh, I kind of have like the same amount of time cause we only have our checklist on like in the summer. So it's like, I usually don't have to worry about doing chores or anything. So like there's not really a difference between the two houses. Okay. And would it be, So I think you two are in a little bit of a unique situation where your dad and I talk fairly often. I'm in fairly consistent contact with your stepmom. I feel like the four of us are this little team kind of working through the two of you. Do you appreciate that? Do you, are we completely weird in your eyes? Like what are your thoughts about having this like team parent? I don't know. It's kind of annoying when we share everything that we do, even the smallest things. So what do you mean small? Like, do you not like us all getting together as one big family? Like, for instance, we all go out and celebrate your birthday. Would you rather have, like, two separate celebrations? No, not not like that. Little things like birthdays aren't little. Okay, so what's the stuff that you find annoying? I don't know, just, like, things we say or do. Ethan, what what is annoying about what we do? Just that we're constantly in contact with one another? Yeah, sharing everything, whether it's necessary or not. Oh, okay. So we're like, if something happens over here, I'm sharing it with your dad. And you would prefer to not have those lines of communication? Yeah. Don't you think it would be more difficult, though, if your dad and I didn't get along and you had, like, a real strict separation of everything... You had to have two separate birthday celebrations, two separate everything. Like, do you appreciate or value at all us doing things together as one cohesive blended family? Or do, do you think we've overcorrected? Do you wish there was more separation, Maggie? I think I like it when we do stuff together. It's just you don't need to share every little thing that we do. Or like... I like doing like celebrations and holidays and stuff together, but just random stuff that happens during the week we don't need to all discuss. Okay, so for example, Ethan had a really good trumpet lesson. His trumpet teacher complimented him. That's something that I would share with your dad as like something that happened on my week that I thought was good to share with him that I shouldn't share with him, Ethan. Don't share the bad thing. Oh, don't. so I shouldn't yeah. tell on you. Like, when it's just a dumb thing, like, a dumb fight or something that we said, like, is that, like, at all necessary to, like, like, what does that, who does that benefit? But isn't that something we would have discussed or, 
experience together if we were still like a nuclear family? Why would we discuss fights? Well, but I mean, if we all lived together, like we'd be going through it all together. I guess so. Okay. So in terms of the divorce experience, um, this was like super fast, like sped through a lot of stuff, sped through, like, I always say you guys, you know, didn't see like the behind the scenes that, and especially when I talk to people now about our situation and, and how things are and how healthy they are, I say, well, you know, they didn't start out that way. Like there is a reason that we got divorced and we've had to work really hard to get to this point. Is there anything that you would change about having to go through this experience or is there anything that we should have done differently or is there anything that parents should think about? I I think parents are always primarily thinking about their kids and knowing that you know, you're suffering through this and you're the unintended victims of the end of a marriage, what, what concerns you the most or what would kind of be pulling at your heartstrings if you heard that a friend was going through this or a kid was going through this? I don't know. I don't, I'm not very good at that. Uh, well, like, I feel like there were times where there was... Like, I don't know. I don't even... What? No, it's okay. I don't know. I I don't like it when you guys get mad at me because I forget stuff at the other house. Because... I think that's fair. Would you like to share something? I'm literally laughing because I always forget stuff. I don't like it when you guys get mad at us for forgetting stuff because... I'm not used to laying out my week and, like, making a meticulous list of, like, oh, I need this for this day or, like... When things pop up, like, a few days before, and, like, I'd already switched to another house, Mm -hmm. like, it's kind of annoying when you guys always get, like, super-duper mad at us because we forgot something. I think that's fair because it's definitely, I go to as much trouble as I can thinking ahead to the week and making sure you guys have whatever you need um, and trying to, you know, chill when it's like, oh, we got to go over to your dad's for X, Y, or Z, or we have to go buy this because we don't have it or whatever. But I think that's fair. And I think it's interesting that in talking about all of this, a lot of what keeps coming up is really how it's affecting you guys. Not, I mean, obviously it's affected you emotionally and, you know, that's like a whole different level, but it really does affect you guys in the day to day. Your dad and I have been able to live in our own houses 24 seven week in week out. And you guys are the ones that have had to bounce back and forth between the two houses. And so I think that's definitely something that should be on the forefront of every parent's mind, whether you're worried about the time that you have with your kids or how you're splitting that with your ex or who's doing what or who gets what. I think you always have to go back to how is it affecting the kids? How is it impacting their, their day to day? And what can you do to kind of mitigate that situation as much as possible? Ethan, is there anything you have in terms of adding about concerns, things people should think about, et cetera? Nope. Okay. Do you want to add in any, kind of wisdom for kids that are going through this or about to go through this? Like what's the best thing that you can tell them about, you know, 
a kid who wakes up one day and their parents say, hey, we're splitting up. Dad's moving out. This is going to be our life now. Like, what can you offer them or what can you give them to kind of think about? Gosh, it's 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 going to get better. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Well, it is a big deal, but I understand your sentiment. And I, I know how you like to work th- through things. So I think it gets better is a very good overarching concept that, that definitely everyone should try and keep in mind. Maggie, any advice to either parents or kids who are about to embark on this difficult journey? A hug. Okay. A hug? It'll be okay. It'll be okay. So again, it's always worse at the, at the onset and then hopefully things get better. And I think that's been our experience. And so if there's anything that we can offer either parents or kids that are about to go through this or, or have just started on this, that the absolute worst day, um, I wouldn't even say was the day that we decided we were getting divorced. It was the day that we had to tell you guys and never would I have imagined on that day that I would be where I'm at now working with my ex as, as well as we do to kind of continue with our commitment to raising the two of you. Things are much better. All right. Well, that's about all we have time for today. Ethan and Maggie, any other parting words or suggestions? No. All right. Thank you for joining us. Remember to like our page, Talks With My Kids, on Facebook and also on Instagram, Talks With My Kids. We will soon be coming to Twitter. Hopefully, we'll get that up and running shortly. So if you're tweeting, make sure to check us out here in the next couple weeks. We'll get some tweets out to those of you who prefer that platform. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in a couple weeks.